Hello, everyone, and welcome back yet again to the Strike a Pose Photo Booth podcast. This is Jim, the tech manager, coming to you from the secret location under the train station. This week, we're going to do a mailbag. A lot of questions have been coming in, so I thought I would grab some at random and uh, go through those and answer those. Keep those questions coming uh, to us at podcast at sappb.com. We'd love to hear them, and uh, as, as promised, As we get things in, uh, we're going to answer them. So these questions are questions that have been repeatedly coming in. So I thought they were worth bringing up. Uh, So let's just go ahead and dive right into it. So the first question that uh, I get, and I get a lot, is do you offer any services for advertising? Well, we don't offer services ourselves at Strike-A-Pose, but we do offer information. So when you've signed up, one of the things that you have access to is the uh, how to do the Google AdWords, uh, do your campaigns, things like that online. And in the podcast, we've gone over different avenues. In fact, the last episode, episode 21, we talked about how to use uh, old school print materials for your marketing and advertising. Uh, things like joining uh, Chamber of Commerce, any local business groups, Anything that would allow you to put your name on something, either for event sponsorship or in their literature, um, where people go to look things up uh, on their sites, uh, if they have a directory, things like that. So there's a lot of stuff out there, and it really comes down to uh, looking for what you need and, and finding things that are a good match for you, or just even to find things that are worth exploring. Really, in when it comes to advertising your business, there's really not too many wrong moves you can make. Uh, if cost is an issue, then you know make a long list of things that you can do out there. Like I said, everything from uh, putting up uh, printed materials on public boards, uh, handing out your business cards, see if you can put brochures on a counter at a place of business where you see other businesses having their brochures advertising them as well. These are all things that you can do that only cost you basically the materials for the printing. Like I said in the last episode, we talked about how to make those materials yourself. So you can start small, but you want to look bigger. I mean, one of the things is, you know, with a business, there's expenses in advertising and marketing is going to be one of them. So eventually you are going to have to, you know, break open the checkbook and uh, find some avenues that can uh, work for you. So You know, if it's, again, if it's a budget thing, start planning for it. Figure out the things that you want to do. Set aside a budget marker and go ahead and keep pushing those events, uh, you know, taking those reservations and then, you know, put some money aside each time to build towards that marketing budget. And lastly on that, you can also, there are organizations out there, you can search uh, on the web Four places that will help you do search engine optimization beyond what you've already done that can help you market yourself. So hiring a small uh, marketing firm or marketing company that specializes in small business, that's also a valid uh, way to go. So these are all things that you have to look for. I mean, it's it's really, you know, working those fingers, going through the yellow pages, uh, typing out your searches online finding these places, uh, contacting them, see what they have to offer. And, you know, this it's not something that's done in a day. Uh, this could take a couple weeks for you to really put together what it is that uh, is going to work for you. So I encourage you to uh, just look around, uh, listen to past podcasts, uh, check out our websites, 
You can also check the Facebook group, the Strike Team Facebook group. Uh, if you're not a member of that, go ahead and uh, if you're on Facebook, go uh, to the group Strike Team, send us uh, an invitation request, and we'll we'll get you in there. Uh, and you can ask other people. A lot of good information shared there on uh, organizations used for marketing and uh, advertising and so forth. So this next question I've gotten a few times and I, I found it interesting. So I, I wanted to address it. And each time it, it pretty much starts out like this. Um, so I thought this would be easier to start. There's a lot to do. Isn't there someone I can hire to take care of this stuff? Um, that's, you know, yes and no. Uh, my, my first question when I get that question is, uh, well, you know, you're running a business, correct? And that might sound, uh, you know, a little standoffish, but you're, you're running a business and you really need to take the reins of it. And, you know, setting up a booth and transporting it, I mean, that's part of what it all is. If you have the capital to hire some employees or even a manager and you want to just be the business owner and have you know people do all this for you absolutely now i don't know that there's any organizations that specifically you're going to hire um i can't think of anything like that really but you can certainly hire people to do this for you now again having said that you 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 absolutely have to know how to run the booth you need you need to do know how to do it on your own so that you can effectively teach your employees, your managers, or however you want to structure it, you you do need to know what it is they're going through because if they have questions or they run into an issue, you should be the first point of contact for them. If they need clarification on something, they need a little assistance, it's really up to you to make sure that everything's running. So if you're going to be hands-off on this, you really know how, you have to know how to be hands-on because, again, if you're not, you're not... It's just not going to go very far. You can't put the onus of learning to run and operate a business on an employee because that really is your job as the business owner, uh, as the entrepreneur. You need to be able to share that information. So you at least, at the very least, need to know the top bullet points of operating a booth at an event uh, and how to handle things as they come up. And that actually kind of brings us right into the next question I, I get frequently is what can I do if I need help on the weekends or late at night? Now we're open. We have support nine to five Monday through Friday. Uh, Darkroom software has support Monday through Friday, uh, eight to five uh, imaging spectrum, uh, nine to five 30, uh, all central time uh, Monday through Friday. So those avenues for those pieces of equipment are, you know, where you can reach us uh, at those times. But if you're at an event on uh, after hours or on a weekend, we do have information on our support site that covers a variety of common issues. So going to our support site, knowing what's there, this is something I've talked about uh, frequently in the past uh, that's mentioned in the orientation videos. And uh, I, I say a lot on the phone and through emails. The support site is there to help you. And I know a lot of people don't visit it, and that's really something that you should be doing. Again, that is something that as the owner or operator, you need to be responsible for. You need to know what your solutions are 
and where to find them. So like on the support site, we have uh, articles on, like I said, the basic things. We have two different troubleshooting guides. The troubleshooting guide for general, which covers kind of everything on the booth. And we have a specific troubleshooting guide for printers. Uh, also have a 72-hour checklist on there. And again, we have the support sites broken down into the printer, the camera, and general, which covers the uh, computer and software. So that's your first step, is having those materials handy, downloading those PDFs, keeping them with you, and uh, printing them out so that you don't have to, if something happens and the computer screen goes down, you're not going to be able to read a PDF, and it's just easier to have the printed material. Uh, one is about 20 pages, one is about eight, nine pages, so you know it's not a lot of paper to use. But also on those support pages, we have the phone numbers for Dell. If you have a computer issue or a Windows issue, you can call Dell. Now, Dell is a gigantic worldwide company, so they have 24-7 answering centers all over the world. Uh, Canon as well. If there's an issue with the camera, you can contact Canon. Uh, that number is on the site as well. So again, there's a whole wealth of information there. And... You know, knowing that it's there is one thing, doing something with it is another. So really there are some avenues to get help uh, with a lot of things. And honestly, if there is an issue, say with the darkroom software or there's a hardware issue with the printer, those are items that are likely not going to be able to be addressed during an event, uh, especially if it's a hardware failure of any kind on the computer, the printer, the camera. The only avenue is a physical repair, and that's not something that's going to take place during an event. So short of those absolute showstoppers where something physically breaks, there's a lot of information to get you through, like I said, the most common issues that have been encountered. And some of them are just common PC issues. You know, again, and I've said this before in the past, the primary component on the booth is the computer and you know all computers have issues it doesn't matter what kind of computer who you are i have issues from time to time so knowing how to deal with those basic ones really i mean it's all of this just makes a difference between losing anywhere from five to 15 minutes at an event going through having to reboot or check a configuration setting uh or just you know following one two three four five steps in order and having to shut down for the night and refunding uh, because you're not operating. So a lot of things have come in um, over the years uh, for situations where uh, an event was shut down when it didn't have to be. I mean, the information was there. So when you run into an issue and it's outside of, of support hours, go ahead and try these other resources. And again, if it's a mechanical or Windows issue with the computer, you can always call Dell. You can call Canon for the camera. Um, and that's usually what will get you going. So find those uh, pieces of information, read through them, look at all the support articles, get a kind of an idea in your head what's there. So when you do get there, uh, you can go ahead and look things up or you know what you're looking for. And then also download the PDFs and have those with you. And that's your first step because then you don't have to worry about getting online, uh, getting to the website and all that. A lot of stuff is listed in those documents. Okay. So this next question that has been coming in, uh, this is, uh, these are very recent that this one has come in, uh, and a few people have asked it, so again, I thought I'd throw it out there. And it starts out, in your interviews with Tiffany and Nick, you ask them how they got started. Did they have a business background before getting started? And that's a legitimate question. When you're listening to somebody talk about their success and how things are going, 
the inevitable comparisons start to happen between you and that person. You know, did they have the training? Did they come from another business? Is there like this their fifth or sixth, you know, venture into business? So what what do they have that I don't? And uh, what do I need to do? Well, to be honest, I don't know <laughs> their full past. I know that, you know, they have worked in the past at different things. Um, but here's the thing. It really doesn't matter if both Tiffany and Nick had an MBA and came on and, and gave us those interviews. All of that information is valid whether or not you have that, that knowledge to begin with, that, that foundation. Having a business background certainly will help you. It'll certainly uh, let you coast past a number of the initial bumps and, and curb stoppers that come up uh, because that's part of what that education does is it teaches you what to expect, how to overcome it, and how to avoid it. So there is a slight advantage to having a business background education, clearly, but here's the thing that you need to keep in mind. The overwhelming, and I mean overwhelming, majority of small businesses that run in the United States are built up by people who have had absolutely zero business experience. And that's really what the whole spirit of uh, small business uh, entrepreneurship is about. A lot of these people uh, are, we're, we're doing something already. And a lot of it, let's use construction because a lot of construction workers uh, get to a point where they start their own business based on their skill. So uh, I know a number of the people I have, uh, in fact, talked about previously, uh, names that I've found on those public bulletin boards uh, via business cards or flyers. These are people who have, you know, been working in plaster or drywall for years and years and years and decided one day, I'm tired of working for a general contractor. I'm going to just break out and I'm going to open my own business and I'm going to deal with people one-to-one -one when they need uh, work on their plaster or their drywall or plumbing or whatever you know that person's specialty is. Then they go ahead and just decide to start it themselves. Now, like you, you know, they have to look things up. They first have to, you know, okay, so what do I need to do to get a license? What do I need to do for this? And it just goes on and on from there, you know, okay, how am I going to advertise? What kind of business cards do I need? Everything. So trial by fire, folks, that's what you need. Trial by fire. You need to have just the ambition to pursue it. That's all you need. Everything else you're going to learn along the way. And if you want to be proactive on it, go ahead. You started, you know, you've already started your photo booth business. You've started your own business. So you're a business owner. If you are looking towards uh, growing it uh, exponentially and you want to turn it into a small empire and you want to have those managers and employees and people taking care of things. And uh, in some of our uh, customers cases, you know, have uh, four to six booths going out every weekend. Absolutely gear towards that by simply taking a business class here and there. You don't need to enroll in an MBA program. You don't need to dedicate six years of your life uh, to educate yourself. There are a plenty of classes. There are plenty of books. Uh, there's plenty of advice out there on how to approach different things. And of course, if you want to go ahead and, okay, the business is running good. Um, it can do without me for a little bit. I'm going to step back. 
and you're going to take on a full program education, get a degree. Absolutely. Go for it. I mean, there's no no to this. There's no no answer. But if you find yourself thinking, well, that's really not what I want to do, that's fine. That's fine. The only thing that you need to have, the only prerequisite to running a business is you have to have the passion. You have to have passion for what it is you're going to do. You have to have the passion for getting out there and doing all the things that I've talked about in past episodes. You need to be the entertainer. You need to reach out to people. You need to break out of your shell. You need to just get out there and do it. And you need to, you know, tackle things as they come. So when you come up with something like, Ooh, what do I do for this? Well, absolutely. Your very next step is looking up how to find an answer for that. What do you need to do? And what do you need to know? All these things. So it is really important to starting a business that you have the, the passion and the drive and everything after that will come. And it can come either by trial by fire. It can come through uh, your being proactive, your efforts put into it to find out these things, to get the information, to educate yourself. So, you know, it really, it all, all of this really just boils right back down to you. The technical aspects of these answers to a lot of these questions are, you know, varied for the question, but the core of it really is it just comes down to you. Make it happen. Make it happen. If you identify that you have a weakness or a deficiency in an area of knowledge, shore it up. Take the action to go and learn it. And again, there's a lot of uh, groups in a number of communities out there. There's small business groups where people get together and talk about, you know, the trials and tribulations of running a business. Most of these people don't have a business background. Most of these people don't have a business education. That's why they're in the group because they want some help and advice. Then there are those who do have this experience and this education and this background. They join the groups, uh, excuse me, join the groups because they want to help. They want to give you the answers. They go there expecting to be asked. You know, much in the same way that uh, we're doing these podcasts. Uh, these are you know, only heard by customers. These are not sales material. This is not something that we do and put out there and at the beginning and end of every episode say, okay, come see us and buy a booth. We're here for you. You are new business owners, uh, even if you've been at it for a few years. And we have a cumulative knowledge built up that we can share different insights with you. And, you know, we, we have uh, different views and different things and different backgrounds, and that just helps you. So, you know, um, asking us questions, that's like the best place to start. We're happy to answer and give some, some tips. But, you know, like I said, uh, get out there and uh, try and expose yourself to people who are in the same situation because that is where you're going to get the best knowledge and the best information, mostly because it's going to be more uh, pertinent to where you are. You know, someone in, in Los Angeles is going to have a whole lot different look at business experience, uh, business knowledge, practices, and, you know, successes as compared to somebody in, you know, two-town, two-lip middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, um, population 800. Okay. They're going to have a very different take. One is not better than the other. They are both absolutely pertinent to their locations and that's who you want to talk to. So basically don't worry about what it is that you don't know. 
focus on what you want to know and then pursue it and use any of these avenues and say, again, you can email us, call us, start with us and say, okay, this is what I want to know. What do you have for me? Uh, if we have anything, we'll hand it over and uh, at the very least, you know, help direct you to what, you know, what I just said. Well, once you do a search on uh, small business groups, small business organizations in your area, so on and so forth. So go ahead and take the reins on that and uh, learn what it is you need to learn. Now, this next one has come up a lot before the podcasts. Uh, this has come up over the years. So I thought I would throw this one because it's come up also in the last few weeks as well. Basically, uh, can I use different photo booth software on my booth? Now, that's a question that has a pretty simple answer, but then in that simplicity, there's some complexity. So let me just say it like this. You can put on your booth whatever you want. And it's your computer, your booth, you know, your, your setup. You can do whatever you want. If the darkroom software is not what you want to use and you, you have something else in mind, by all means, you can go ahead and do that. Now, once again, having said that, that's going to be my catchphrase for this episode. Having said that, if you were to change out your darkroom software, you would essentially lose your support. I mean, you would still have hardware support through the vendors and so on. Uh, I could try and help you with like some Windows issues, um, you know, printer jams, things like that. But if you were to jump onto a different type of photo booth software, there's just no way we could support that because you're modifying the booth. So I wanted to throw this out there because it's a simple question. You can do whatever you want, but, you know, you have to understand it's going to dynamically change any kind of support that you can get. But also, too, if you know, when we sell the booth, we sell it as, you know, a unit as it is it's it, with the configuration and the equipment and everything, uh, you know, as we put it together. I mean, that's what we put together as a photo booth and that's what we're selling. And that's what we support. So not just the photo booth software, but, you know, be careful about what you install as a whole on the booth and what kind of changes you make to it. Now, we can help, like if a lot of people like to go to Flash for their um, outdoor booths or their open booths, rather, and that's fine. We can help you with that a little bit with some of the settings, but, you know, there's, there's a line. Every modification you make, we have to draw a line because we can't support everything, and we can't know everything. Now, you know, as a photographer, the, the bonus to, to you as listeners is you know, I know an awful lot about all the different kinds of equipment, and I can help you with that. But when you make changes, you have to understand this goes back to the onus, and the onus is on you. So if you were to change your photo booth software from Darkroom, it is up to you to understand how to install it, how to configure it, how to set it up, how to get it to work with the equipment, how to adjust the settings in the camera, the printer, and so on and so forth, um, how to do templates, all of that. You've taken that all on. That's just not anything we can really help you with. And, you know, we can make suggestions and we can try to help you find an answer. But overall, um, you know, that's just not something we can support. So long story short, yes, you can change out your software if you think something else will be more in your, your arena of, of what you need or want. But in doing so, we're not going to be able to go on that journey with you. All right. This next question I, I picked this one out because I have strong feelings about this and you can, you know, 
agree or disagree, because, you know, it's my opinion. But the question is, uh, it came to me like this. You have mentioned several times about being at the event or being with the booth. Do I really need to be there? Unequivocally, yes. You need to be with your booth. Now, I've talked about the difference between walking away from your booth and being like a DJ or having the booth as a peripheral to one of your primary services. But see, even as a DJ, you're still there. Even as, you know, whatever it is that you're doing that you brought the photo booth with you, you're still there. I would prefer that there'd be some dedicated attention to the booth because that's just going to help grow that portion of the business. If you're, you know, um, in one of those hyphenate situations or DJ hyphen photo booth owner. But if you're just own if you're just running the photo booth, you absolutely need to be there. Don't just drop it off for a number of reasons. Not the least of which is liability. Okay, if you're not there and something happens to somebody for whatever reason with the booth, um, you you are in no position to argue it. Okay, you are putting yourself already under the thumb for anything that happens to someone because of or in relation to the booth or the equipment. So at the very least, at the very least as a responsible business owner, somebody has to have eyes on the situation. Uh, now, if you have employees, well, then you don't need to worry about it. You have somebody there. But these questions often come from folks who are, it's just them and they're out doing the booth. And I'm just going to say it point blank. Absolutely, you need to be there. It's ridiculous to think otherwise. You can't just drop off a photo booth somewhere and uh, expect it, you know, everything to go, and then you can come and pick things up. I'll be totally frank with you. I think that's just the height of laziness. And that is the hallmark of a downward spiral to a very unsuccessful business with limited growth. And there aren't going to be a lot of people who have a lot of good things to say about that photo booth experience, because that's the key word. It's an experience. And if you want someone to experience your booth, your business, you and what you've set up, yeah, you need to be there. So I'm really not going to go on more about that. Uh, if you have a photo booth, be there. If you have employees, then you have somebody there. If you're doing something else while you're at the venue, at least you're still there. If you're a single operator and it's just you, be there. Okay, this next question has come up uh, many times again. So here's the question. What kinds of things should I have with me at an event? All right, well, that's a simple answer. Go to our podcast website page. So go to the episode page. Go to sappb.com. At the top, go up and click on podcast. It'll take you to the podcast page. Scroll down to episode three and listen to it. If you haven't already, if you're coming in this late, that's fine. Uh, my first advice for any of these questions, anything, start at the very beginning and work your way back up until you're current. In episode three, uh, in the episode description, I have a link to an emergency kit. Important thing to have. I'm not going to go through it right now because I'm putting this on you. This is your homework. If you're serious and you want to know the answer to this question, here's where you find it. Listen to episode three, and then there's a link to download the emergency kit, all the things that I talked about in the episode. So go ahead and do that. All right, this last question is, I'm not getting a lot of hits on my website what more can I do to get business? That has come up um, quite a few times since starting the podcast. It's come up over the past couple of years. But it's also come up five or six times uh, since talking about these things uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, episode 19, on the old school approach. 
and uh, it even came in twice since posting uh, last week's episode, uh, episode 21, about the print media. So what can you do? Well, number one, you can stop relying on hits on the website. Certainly, first thing you're going to want to do is look at what you're doing. We've talked about AdWords and the campaigns and Facebook. And if you're doing all of these things, then you're going to want to take a closer look at them and make sure that, you know, they're following the steps that we give. You can search on online advice on, you know, how to shore it up, make it better, make sure you're not making any mistakes, any typos, you know, anything like that. And then the next thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to start looking at, okay, so what else can I do? AdWords, I mean, these aren't the be-all, end-all. You know, everyone thinks that Google AdWords and uh, search engine optimization and Facebook campaigns, that's the be-all, end-all. There's a gazillion things out there you can do. And I'm going to leave it to you to figure it out because really all you have to do is type in online advertising. You're going to get a million links and check them out. Some are going to be articles, some are going to be groups, some are going to be discussions. There are different things that you can do to make your online presence known, to tell your digital story online outside of those three things. They might be the three big ones, but if they were the only thing in town, if they were only the game on the shelf, none of this other stuff would exist. And everyone would be gloriously successful in their advertising, and everyone would be number one on the search page. These things are tools, and again, they're the heavy-hitting tools. These are the best tools to start with, but you need a bigger toolbox. Anybody with a toolbox with just three tools in it isn't going to get much done. So reach out and look again for organizations. Look for, uh, do searches, you know, online advertising, online marketing. Maybe you need to hire someone who can help you do this. Maybe you need to hire someone who can help you take a look at what you've done and see what more you can do. You know, uh, where do you want to be seen? So a lot of that comes down to, you know, searching uh, how to get included in web register, um, excuse me, wedding registries online, uh, any kind of web-related registry uh, based on entertainment. So DJs, weddings, catering, anything that has to do with anything, party supply shops, be a part of that. So get out there and start looking for things uh, online. And then while you're doing this, in the back of your head, start putting the old school methods together. So this is all great online, but if you live in a city with more than 50,000 people, I'm going to pretty much bet there's at least one party store there. It might not be a national chain. It might, you know, not be one of the big box stores, but there's somebody there who does some fashion of party preparation supplies. Look them up, find them. See if they have something like a posting board where you can put some cards or flyers, or if they'll let you put something on their counter, you know, things like that. DJs, anyone who's local, see if you can at least exchange digital business card. You know, if you have a graphic or a logo, hey, can I put this on your site and I'll put yours on mine? Anything like that. So get out there and talk to people. If you're not getting the hits digitally, there's a number of things that you can do to check on that. Like I said, it's going back through. And as if you're starting from scratch, go over all of your your AdWords and your campaign setups and, and all of that online. Make sure everything is good. You can initiate conversation with people uh, to help you see what, you know, what more you can do or some tips that they might have that they can add to it because no one has all the answers. So the more people you talk to, the better you're going to do. But again, and I will always advocate this to my dying day, incorporate the old school aspects. Get that print material, 
Get your stuff out there, hang it on stuff, and get to know the people in the community. Even if you walk to this party supply store and it's, you know, it's a mom and pop shop, it's a local business, they may not have something you can hang your uh, uh, cards or flyers on. They may not want, you know, to have uh, brochures. They may not have anything for anybody. So from a physical advertising standpoint, this might look like a bust. But here's the thing. Sit and talk to them. You're already there. Take five minutes. Get to know them. So what do you do? How long have you been here? Uh, you know, what what kind of size parties? I mean, what's your limit? You know, what do you mostly do? Do you do weddings? Do you, uh, is it like kids parties? Just general stuff. Get to know them. Show an interest. And then don't be afraid to share your interest in what you do and then see if you can bring those together establish that connection with them so that when they have someone in they might get asked the question you know i don't know but i I know it's happened Uh, other entertainment people have been asked so do you also have like a photo booth or anything like that no i don't well in order to satisfy their customer and to help them out they might say hey you know what uh leanne i this lady i met uh, she does run a photo booth company, and let me see here. I think I have her information, and they're going to say this because you're going to remember to give them a business card, whether or not you can advertise in their store, whether or not any of that works out. You're going to give them a business card because you should always have them with you. I've said this before. You should always have it with you. No excuse. And they're going to pull that out, give them the information, and you're going to get a reservation. So the old school method is only going to help enhance and for the online, again, it's not um, out of sight, out of mind. You can't just set up an AdWord campaign or a Facebook campaign and walk away from it. You have to stay on top of that even more than you do with the print materials. Trying to remember where you hung things and do you need to go change them because, you know, did you hang one here because I changed the price? Maybe I should go swap it out. That keeps you pretty busy. But uh, for the online stuff, you absolutely have to be on top of it. You have to be monitoring it. You have to understand why it's not working. Maybe it's a thing, uh, the vernacular of your area. Maybe, you know, uh, picture perfect, uh, wonderful pictures, photo booth fun. Maybe those aren't words that people are searching on. Maybe those are not words that people use in the area. So, you know, that's something that you have to look into. But you got to stay on top of this stuff. You have to stay on top of uh, your digital campaigns, just as much as you do everything else in every other aspect of it. So what more can you do to get business? Anything you can think of, listen to the podcasts, uh, you, know, you can call us for some suggestions or email us, uh, check out the Facebook group, uh, the strike team group. And again, if you're not a member, send us uh, go on to Facebook, uh, ask to join, we'll get you in there. And you know, the whole point behind that is community. A lot of people have been doing this for a long time and they're in that group and they have some really good takes on everything. So doing things like that, basically, like I said, all winds back to you. At the core of everything is you just need to put in the effort. So giving you some pointers, giving you some directions to walk in. Now it's time to go and take that journey, do a little sightseeing and see what appeals to you. That's basically what it comes down to. Okay, so that's going to be the last question that I'm going to go through here. Uh, I'm going to bring this to a close again. I want to thank you for listening, downloading wherever you are and uh, you know, giving us your time. Hope you found this useful. Keep those questions coming. Uh, I want to keep doing this. I want to throw some more answers out there. A lot of good questions. Just, you know, not enough time to get to everything. Kind of went long on this one, but uh, I think it was worth it. 
So shoot us an email, podcast at sappb.com, and let us know what's on your mind, what's going on. Give us some more fuel that we can throw out there, um, answer some questions. You know, we'll always be honest about it and uh, look forward to hearing from you. So this close to Christmas, enjoy what little sanity you have left. Uh, Christmas is creeping up on us just days and days away. So with that, I'm going to wish you all a great holiday season. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays. And I hope you are all well and everyone stays well. And until we talk again, uh, wish you all very merry, happy booth. <laughs>